You know, I've been debating. I debated for a long time whether should I do a long homily or maybe I should do a lesson on, on horticulture. But then at the last minute, I decided I think I'll do a lesson in grammar on comparative particles. He's shaking his head. He doesn't want to hear about comparative particles and he hasn't a clue what horticulture is. Well, that's how you grow things. And so I decided to do all of them because this homily today has to do with the gospel lesson and just one line. But you got to get a little background of the story. You know, Peter, James, and John, and Jesus have been up on the mountain of transfiguration. I mean, this is the greatest scene that any human being had ever seen in all the history of the world. I mean, spectacular. I mean, Jesus is there glowing with his uncreated light. And Moses and uh, Elijah, they show up on the Mount of Transfiguration and they're talking. And while they're up there, the other nine disciples are down below and they're trying to cast a demon out of some kid. And the thing won't go. And so they get down there, and here's these nine disciples. I mean, they have done everything they know how to do. You know, heal! You know, I already saw it on television that way. Okay. <laughs> They've been trying to get that demon out of there, and nothing is working. And so here comes Jesus and the nine out of this glorious thing, and here's these nine frustrated disciples down there. It's going to get worse, folks, because the kid's father starts complaining. He said, I brought my kid to your disciples to cast this demon out of him, and they couldn't get it out. And then, Jesus sort of sighs, and if I were one of the nine, believe me, I would have gone from this high, which is already low, I would have gone from about this high <laughs> down to about this high, because Jesus says, oh, faithless and perverse generation. How do you like that? I mean, here's Peter, James, and John. They've just been halfway into heaven. And here's the other nine who not only could not get the demon out, but now they get called a faithless and perverse generation. Well, how would you feel? Well, like I often feel. I just, there's no hope for me. Then, it even gets a tiny bit worse. And here's the lesson in horticulture, which for those of you who don't know, has to do with growing things. And Jesus said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the midst of the sea, and it would go. Whoa! So now, not only am I part of a faithless and perverse generation, but I have been told that my faith isn't even as big as what was in common parlance known as the smallest thing they knew about, uh, a mustard seed. As far as that generation was concerned at that time, they, that was the littlest thing they could think of. And so Jesus says, if you just had that much, you could cast that mountain into the sea and it would go. Whoa, not only did they not see heaven open, not only did they not hear the voice, not only could they got, not get the demon out, not only were they part of a faithless and perverse generation, but they had such little faith that it wasn't even as big as a grain of mustard seed. Well, now let's think about a grain of mustard seed because we're going to get to comparative particles yet too, okay? Don't worry. Horticulture. Horticulture, how to raise stuff, how to get growing stuff. Okay, now... Let's take that grain of mustard seed. 
Some of you ladies, I'm not even sure my wife didn't have one of these at one time. Have any of you ever had a little locket that had a lucite locket that had a mustard seed in it? Now, I've seen many of these in my lifetime, many of them. Uh, and nothing wrong with that. A woman wearing this, this lucite locket, this little sort of plastic locket with this dinky little grain of mustard seed in there. And it goes back to this passage of the scripture. There is one minor problem with that. It's not awful, but a grain of mustard seed that is encased in lucite simply ain't a gonna do nothing. And it wasn't really the point of what Jesus had in mind. Yes, it is true, and this is a two-point sermon, yes, it is true that size, that's point number one, size does have something to do with what Jesus had in mind. You don't need a lot of faith, are you with me, to start out with. I happen to know a lot about growing mustard. I do. If you lived in the San Joaquin Valley as a child for five years as I did, if you lived in Orange County for three years as a child as I did when there were oranges in Orange County, we saw a lot of mustard. It just grew all over the place. You drive down Highway 33 by the little town I lived in California or over in Turlock where Mary Ellen lived as a little kid and you drove down the highway in the springtime and the mustard was about this high alongside of the road. That stuff just grew. You didn't have to do a whole lot about it, though I have a thing or two to say about it. But, you know, this is a unique statement that Jesus made. Do you remember the parable of the sower where Jesus again talked about sowing seed? Well, in that parable, he's not talking about mustard seed. What he's talking about is seed that's going to grow fruit. I mean, and it's, it's grain. Okay, now I've seen grain too, and you know, it gets about this high. Unless you're talking about corn and it gets, you know, a little higher. But the fact of the matter is Jesus chose a wild seed this time. Something that you don't necessarily need to cultivate. Probably best not put it in a lucite case. But the truth of the matter is, you take a grain of a mustard seed and somehow that stuff just grows. And especially if it rained a whole lot that winter. And it grows and mustard seed... You know, uh, any of you folks allergic to mustard? I mean, a lot of folks get springtime and they just have a lot of allergies with that stuff growing around there. Because there it is, all nice and yellow, growing along the road and by the sides of the field, the irrigation ditches. Some of you didn't get raised where there's irrigation ditches. Well, we had a whole bunch of them, and along the irrigation ditches, you have the mustard too. As long as the mustard was in a place, as long as the seeds were in a place where it just had the littlest amount of nurture, just the littlest, that stuff would grow. And what Jesus is talking about is, number one, just starting with the dinkiest size of faith. Don't you think you have that already? I mean, you can muster it up, can't you? You can mustard it up. Okay. Point number two, not only is size of faith not really a huge demand on the part of Jesus. You know, it's not a huge demand. Just a little dinky. What if he just said, well, if you have... Uh, faith the size of, of Qualcomm Stadium. You can say to this mountain, be thou removed. Now, it's just a little dinky thing, just a tiny start. But then, secondly, there's a function. 
What happens to the grain of mustard seed? What happens to it when it's along the irrigation ditch in the San Joaquin Valley in California? What happens to it? Well, it grows, and to quote Jesus, because in his time again, and in that culture, in that place, the mustard seed grew into what Jesus said is the largest of the herbs of the field. And this was in another parable. It was about the kingdom of God. And he said, the birds of the air come and make their nests in it, and they rest in its shade. Folks, faith is something that grows. And a lot of times you get really frustrated about your faith, don't you? You really get frustrated about it because you expect things to happen and they do not happen. And you say, something's wrong with my faith. The only thing wrong with your faith is that it's not growing. Make sure you don't get it locked in a lucite necklace. You got to let it grow. That's all. You just let it grow. Was Jesus making a huge demand on his disciples that day? No. It was just something simple. Just let it grow, fellas. Just let it grow. If you just start out with this little dinky faith in size, if you just let it do there, it'll grow. And that's our comparative particle. Because in the Greek language, it says if you have faith, os. It looks like W-S. It's os. If you have faith, as. As. In grammar, we call that a comparative particle. That's the part of speech it is. It's a comparative particle. What is it comparing? If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, comparing faith to the mustard seed. When you take this home today, go home and think about your faith. Do you have any faith in you at all? Most of you would say yes. You have some, don't you? I do then why aren't we able to make more use of it? Because it just doesn't get nurtured well enough. It gets locked up in the locket too often. Locked in lucite, it's not going to grow. It's not going to expand. It's not going to get so high. The birds of the air aren't going to come to take their nests in it. I want to tell you something. A little dinky grain of mustard seed doesn't move mountains. But if it grows, it grows to tens of thousands the times of its size. Does it not? All I'm exhorting you today is let your faith grow. Let it be in a place where it grows. It's going to grow if you come here. It's going to grow if the scriptures are your canal bank for your mustard seed. It's going to grow if you call to mind the deeds of the Lord and understand what he's done before. It's going to grow. And then that which is impossible no longer becomes impossible. Let your faith grow. Let a lesson in horticulture and a lesson in comparative particles encourage you to let your faith grow.